All right, I think I got it back. Um, have I got auto? Have I got audio? Um, and <laughs> yes, Christopher, I guess it is a sign. Uh, okay, I got some sound back. I solved that problem. Sorry. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Sharon. Um, and thank you, James. I think uh, some of my settings forgot to switch back when you played the video. Yes, sir, uh, uh, Christopher. That's why you know more tech than I do. Uh, anyway, just to, I'm, I'm, I kind of want to go back. You, you'll be able to have seen the uh, clip. I showed a clip of bagpipes and, and what happened on 9-11. But now I'm going to take you through the story that I was going to take you through. And now I'll be careful when I play a clip next time. But um, what happened? You know, a lot of people, you know, I don't know the ages of people who watched this or, or remembered, but what happened that day? And just as a remembrance, four planes were hijacked that day by 19 Islamic terrorists. Um, two of the planes uh, crashed into the World Trade Center and uh, all total over 2,977 people were killed, including 343 firefighters and 60 police officers. Um, um, during the Pentagon, where one plane hit the Pentagon, 125 workers were killed. And with the plane that was headed towards either the Capitol or the White House, where the uh, uh, people on the plane fought the terrorists and it took it down in Shanksville, Pennsylvania at uh, 10.03. That was United Flight 93. So that's what happened that morning. Um, uh, Christopher says, I don't know, until I got home from school, the ref school refused to have any television on and left us in the dark. Yeah, well, that's what happened that day. And like I mentioned earlier, to go back um, was I went to New York. I was home. I saw it on TV, like so many people. I went to New York December and went down to the World uh, Trade Center. And it was, like I said, one of the most emotional uh, moments of my life. Years later, I also got a opportunity when I was at the GI Film Festival to go to the Pentagon and get a tour of the Pentagon and see the memorial uh, at the Pentagon and speak with some people there as well. So I had a chance to do that as um, and kind of all those kind of made something that was already powerful and emotional, even more powerful and emotional for me personally, because I got a chance to um, experience it secondhand, at least being there in that locations and talking to people and, and getting some um, feelings. So that's kind of a little bit of what happened. And like I said, it wasn't the first attack. The first attack was in 1993. And I'll, I'm going to circle back to that one um, because the, uh, the guy who eventually got busted, his uncle for 2001 is still in Guantanamo. So what happened? Uh, why did it happen? You know, uh, you know, who were the terrorists? And like I said, there was four planes. Uh, they came from multiple com uh, countries in the Middle East. They were Islamic fundamentalist terrorists. And they weren't, uh, some people may think they were poor people, oppressed people. No, uh, overwhelmingly, the majority of them, including um, Osama bin Laden, who was a leader from afar, uh, were wealthy, privileged, educated Middle Eastern terrorists. And they weren't um, poor and oppressed and uh, people in, pov uh, in poverty but they were uh, committed to a radical fundamentalist ideology that wanted to see the destruction of the free world and in particular the destruction of America because they saw America as a great Satan, as a great enemy of their um, future plans for a Islamic fundamentalist world. So that's the, the reason it happened as to why it happened. Um, what happened after it, um, some of you may have remembered uh, about 13 days after the uh, famous um, moment when President Bush 
uh, with a bullhorn in hand, was on the smoking runes at the um, World Trade Center and basically said that uh, that they were going to pay the price for what they did. And that started the war on terror and led us into Afghanistan 21 plus years ago, 21 years ago. Um, and, you know, during that, uh, what happened in uh, Afghanistan, I'm, I'm going to try one more time, and this time I will not let my my um, sound go down, but I'm going to play one more thing. So I, I've had a chance and an opportunity, and this is why I'm doing this show over the years, to meet a lot of people who were um, warriors, who were fighters in uh, Afghanistan, people who either had screenings of movies, documentaries, um, and I had a chance to talk and see some of the stories about what that was about. So I'm going to share one right now that is called Legion of Brothers. It's a small trailer and it's basically based on a true story right after Afghanistan, right after um, President Bush said that he was going to take the war on terror to the uh, Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. Um, the U.S. sent in two groups of uh, special forces, one into the north and went into the South. And there was 12 in the North, 12 Americans and 12 in the South. And the, the group in the North hooked up with the Northern Alliance, which was a um, Afghani uh, organization that was uh, in opposition to the Taliban. And so they uh, uh, hooked up with the Northern Alliance and they fought a battle uh, on horseback. The 12 American soldiers joined the Northern Alliance who uh, their, their troops fought on horseback. And they basically fought a battle that drove the Taliban out of uh, Afghanistan in the north and drove them into Pakistan. In the south, 12 other uh, special forces uh, soldiers did a similar thing, and they basically was able to bring uh, uh, Hamid Karzai the, uh, out of uh, exile back into Afghanistan and uh, set him up as a president of uh, Afghanistan, driving the Taliban out. And it's an amazing story. 12 12 and 12 uh, special forces um, with backups from the uh, Air Force, of course. And they made a documentary that I'm going to play a little clip from called uh, Legion of Brothers. And they also made a feature film based on a book called 12 Strong that also kind of did the Hollywood take on the documentary. But I'm going to go with the um, uh, Legion of Brothers. I got to meet some of the guys at the trail at the uh, screening for the movie, and they talked about their experience. So I, I just like to share that with you, um, and let's see what we can do here. Um, must turn over something and must destroy the terrorist camps, otherwise there will be a consequence. We were America's response to the most catastrophic terrorist attack on U.S. soil ever. With the deep breath, back to going to battle. Oh, I knew we were going to go, but she didn't know where. I didn't know where we were going. Helicopter takes off. Our dust kind of settles. Not of the dust comes the sand. When you, you see, see a man, man with an AK who's dressed just like your enemy, you have no idea whether he's going to put out his hand and shake it, or he's going to shoot you. Everything, Everything else I've done in the army has been all hard. I figured out what to do. It's pretty hard. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. Not knowing if you're going to come home. Somebody else could get killed. I'm just trying to live. Something just didn't feel quite right about it. And it was promoted the promiscuous use of military power. 
I would give everything back, all the promotions, all the recognition, all the medals, everything that I have for none of this to ever happen. You know, you go and you do stuff that's crazy. Then when you're done, they just tell you bye. Every time they leave and they come back, they're a little bit different each time. Each one of our stories are similar. How we isolated ourselves, our family, everything else. The only way we're all going to help each other is to get back together. Have responsibility to people who died. You just don't do that to America and not pay the price. But about justice. This is the first letter I received from him. This has been hardest trip. That just didn't want to leave you in the cage. That mission was the pinnacle of our career. These are my eleven best friends in the world. I want to right ahead. These guys on your left and right. They will always be there. All right, I'm back, and hopefully I'm not muted. <laughs> um, so that was a, a Legion of uh, Brothers. It's a documentary film that you can uh, watch online, and it really it tells a powerful story of these 12 men. Um, and it's interesting that it's the number 12 because I'm going to share something else coming up to the present with you about 12 more uh, amazing, powerful uh, warriors. But those 12 men uh, uh, risked their lives and, and worked with the Northern Alliance and drove the Taliban out. Um, and then they did the same thing with 12 more Green uh, Berets in the South. And eventually then the U.S. moved in with uh, a, a bigger presence and we ended up there for 20 plus years. And the reason today I'm remembering 9-11 is just not about 9-11. It's not, that's not ancient history, even though 21 years ago was a long time. The reality of uh, what brought that to our shores still exists in the world today. Um, there's still uh, Islamic terrorists in many, many countries in the Middle East. Obviously, um, we know in Afghanistan and the situation in Afghanistan may have gotten worse because now they've been empowered. They've been financed with all of our money and our weapons. So the situation there has potentially created a bigger problem for the world than uh, it had in even in the past. They're also in, in you know, uh, Islamic terrorist groups of different names and different types are in the uh, all over uh, Africa, as well as in the Philippines, as well as the countries that you would not even imagine or may not even know too much about, like Trinidad. So uh, Islamic terrorism has not gone away. Um, the danger of it has not decrease is decrease in some places they've lost we've we've destroyed them in in certain places and in other places they've gotten stronger so it's a, it's a a reality that affects us today in the world it's not something that is ancient history and um just recently for those who pay attention to any of this uh, just a year ago on august 29th as we were our government had decided to pull out of afghanistan and in doing that um, departure retreat, uh, whatever you want to call it, on August 29th, 13 of our soldiers, um, uh, mostly Marines, were killed by a terrorist bomb in, in Kabul and Afghanistan on the um, uh, retreat. Or, or and, and in that situation, you know, whatever your belief is, what should we get out? Should we not get out? Uh, should we stay a little bit, stay a lot? 
um, the bottom line was the way we got out led to failure, led to defeat, led to our defeat after 20 years of all our service, service people and their families, their, their sacrifice. Uh, it wasn't uh, the way to um, handle it, in my opinion. But the reason I bring this all up on um, today on 9-11, because it isn't over it, 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 it's going to come back in, in ways that none of us know or even know how it's going to show up again. But on, on August 29th in 2021, when those 13 um, U.S. service people were killed in that terrorist attack in Afghanistan, there was a major effort by so many people on our side to get people out of Afghanistan, to save their lives, to save obviously to save our American um, people who were over there serving, both in the nonprofit uh, area as well as in the military and military support, um, but also to get out allies, um, people who were uh, helping us in Afghanistan, um, a whole lots of great people who sacrificed their lives, their families' lives to uh, work with us against Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. So there, it was a major effort and unfortunately, our government um, failed on so many levels. Um, our military failed on so many levels. And so a lot of former military um, personnel and veterans went in on their own, uh, multiple groups, 15, 20 groups, uh, raised money. They uh, got uh, rented um, jets out of uh, different countries in the Middle East, including the uh, United Arab Emirates. And they started on a volunteer basis, risking their lives again as civilians to go in and rescue innocent people, uh, allies, translators who work with us, uh, children, Christians, people who are going to get killed by the Taliban uh, as soon as uh, America left. And so these people, all these different groups uh, put in an incredible effort. And I know uh, some people who work really hard on that in the American Legion that I belong to in Hollywood. Some of them were involved in doing um, those rescues, raising money, uh, connecting with people over there, trying to find a way to get them out safely so they wouldn't be killed by the Taliban. It's an amazing story. But in, in the middle of, of just recently after that, I just recently got a chance um, uh, to watch a movie that I'm also gonna show you a trailer for, which is called Send Me. And Send Me, uh, the director of Send Me is a um, former military army, uh, Nick Palmisciano. Palmisciano. And um, I met him at the GI Film Festival years ago with a movie he directed, which was a fun movie called uh, Range 15, which is about zombies after he got out of the military, got into the industry. But this movie, uh, this documentary called Send Me was not a fun movie. It wasn't a fun story. It wasn't fun for him. 12 people, including him, went over to Afghanistan last year during that um, retreat by the U.S. government and the military. And they went in and they started rescuing people, uh, what they called um, allies. And they formed a group called um, Save Our Allies. And they went over and they rescued about, I think, 35,000 people by bringing in planes and flying them out to uh, safety and, and saving them from being killed. So I'm going to play this um, video uh, trailer, Send Me. And Send Me is, uh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime for free if you have an Amazon Prime account. If you don't have an Amazon Prime account, you can rent it. 
and watch it. And it's a very powerful film and it's very timely because now is the time. They're still working behind the scenes. They're raising money. They're still sneaking people out of Afghanistan into Pakistan and trying to find ways to save people from the, the extremist terrorists that now run the country of, um, of uh, Afghanistan. And once again, destroying all the positive things that were created for the people of Afghanistan, especially for the women and, and the girls of Afghanistan who are now being oppressed again and not being able to go to school, not being able to get an education, uh, thanks to the, um, the the terrorist rule of the Taliban. So I'm going to show it real quick. Um, it's, it's called Send Me. Go to Amazon, find it, support it, uh, um, share it, do whatever you can. It's a powerful story, as you'll see in a second. It's impossible to describe the, the level of desperation that the people felt. You just think the first couple of days, people were trying to hang on the bottom C-17s. That's desperation that Americans, Americans don't understand that level of desperation. It was a very clear mission, which was to go rescue Aziz. I knew that if I had personally intervened, Aziz would die. Chad and I connected, we worked together over the last several years, and I just said, you know, how can I help? It's great we're going to be able to help Aziz, but I'm talking to this orphanage over here that's 3,500 orphans. Let's not just help this limited group. Let's help as many people as we can. I was here to be sitting on the couch, tweeting about how this is all done, or I was going to be one of the 12 people that was making it a little less. 24 hours later, tickets are booked. They were good on the plane. I knew I would be more of an asset working with whoever's on the ground. The military was not allowed to go outside the wire. That was the rules of the game. They can't go outside and help people. Americans, something can happen right in front of them. They can't go outside and help. The Taliban looked right at them and just executed the woman on the hood just to try to elicit a response. Just to be like, just so we're super clear about who is in charge here, I'm going to murder this woman right in front of you, and there's nothing that you can do about it. The guy managed to jump a mag in the crowd. Whoever just made the decision to turn his bus around essentially just killed, just murdered these people. Some of those people are Americans. There's not enough emotional capacity left in my soul to be able to mourn four busloads of people that are about to die. I'm trying to save a woman and her children, but off to like five feet away from me. Is a, is a dead shot. There's just everywhere. You got to watch this. You got to watch this movie. Send me if you can um, share it. 
you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime, rent it, uh, do whatever you can. It's, it's, it's so powerful. I saw it in the theater with the director and um, he had a, a Q&A after and answered a lot of questions of the audience. A lot of military vets were there and just what it was like to be over there. They risked their lives again. They did not have the support or the backing of the government, our US government and or a lot of our military. They did get a little support. They got behind the scenes kind of support, but they didn't get the uh, upfront active support that they should have got, that they needed. And uh, they went ahead anyway, risked their lives to rescue uh, these Afghanis who deserved to be taken out of that situation because they helped us and they they uh, worked for freedom there, uh, with us in Afghanistan. So these 12 men and one woman put together this amazing rescue and they continue to do it. So please check it out. Check out Send Me on um, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Uh, look at some of that and just get a, a, a realization that stuff is still going on. It's not over 9-11. It is, you know, the um, Taliban has gotten stronger financially. They've gotten stronger with weapons. They're also beginning to use that to finance other terrorist um, offshoots throughout the, the Middle East and, and in Pakistan and places like that. So we're not, it's not over, folks. 9-11 isn't uh, a one-off. And when you watch this um, documentary, Send Me, I mean, it, 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 it'll it make you cry. It made me cry uh, watching it, um, watching the brutality of, of what happens to these Afghani um, kids, women uh, from the Taliban. So it, it's not an easy thing to watch. It's very painful, but it's but it's uh, um, the reality that exists in the world. And these people were amazing for what they did. So check out Send Me, please. Um, and then just to kind of finish this up, I'm going to um, just throw up a couple of uh, a quote and a prayer from two buddies of mine. Um, who I just would like to, you know, you take advantage of their words to just read them and, and send them out to you. So here we go with the first one, see if I can um, get that up and that will allow me to see it, hopefully. So 9-11, never forget and unite. The years keep passing. This is from Michael Major Gregory. The years keep passing. More than two decades later, we can never forget throughout this 21st anniversary of the 9-11 terror attack that forever altered our nation and the world. We will in the world, words of former President George Bush, um, pause to honor the memory uh, on the 11th day. We continue to honor the sacrifices made that day by remembering the heroes, armed forces, first responders, and countless other acts of service to defend our nation's freedom. For this generation, September 11 evokes such a difficult mix of, and range of emotions. Yet one of the most powerful reminders of all this is that we as Americans and above all, in the toughest of times, we ultimately stand together um, and in comfort and in determination. So on this September 11th, National Day of Service and Remembrance, you are invited to cross divides, differences and ideologies to come together in service to honor those who lost and those whose lives will forever change that fateful day. Lift each other up, neighborhood by neighborhood, just as America did more than 20 years ago, united to serve. You can help spark a passion and create relationships between communities and individuals that extend past this day to inspire a lifetime of service in all of America. God bless America. And that's about a friend, Michael Major Gregory. I just wanted to share that message, a powerful message from him. Um, you know, and once again, I just want to throw up a, a picture when we we talk about besides 9-11 that day, August 29th, when uh, 13 of our um, 
service members. This is a picture of the young service members who uh, got killed by the uh, terrorists that day uh, in Afghanistan on August 29th. And there are some should never be forgotten as well, young men and women who sacrificed, risked their lives and paid the ultimate price. Um, so that's, uh, uh, you know, how I just kind of, and I'm going to finish it up with one other thing, but I just want people to know that um, as, you know, what, what, how can I say this? You know, the danger continues in the world, but yet we can come together, serve, and, and always be out there for freedom. I'm honored to have met and uh, know some, some amazing people who have uh, lived a life of service. And so anything I can do, any little contribution I can make by sharing their message or be, beginning to uh, push this out there, that's kind of what I'm here to do. So um, I'm just going to finish up. This is a... Um, uh, a prayer from a U.S. Marine Corps friend of mine um, who is also a pastor and he's part of one of the American legions and he just sum, summed this up today. So I'm going to sum it up with a little prayer with all the people who are, have lost and hopefully I can I can read this. Um, says, Father God, we pray for our nation and as a whole. It is September 11th. September 12th was met with unity and grief that we sh all shared. It is still something we share as a people. It is a reminder of how fragile and precious life truly is. Lord, we pray for peace and unity in this nation today. We pray that your spirit would pour out amongst us and through us, and by your, there will be a, a common heart, a common goal, and a common uh, desire for peace and kindness towards one another. Let us not lose sight of what's important in this life and help us love one another as you truly love us, Lord. We pray for our leaders today. We pray that you would grant them wisdom and discernment as they tackle events and dilemmas as they unfold. We pray that you would inspire the nation to be a nation under God, one uh, that strives to unity, honor, and praises you. This is our heart's desire, Lord. Um, we desire to be your people and we strive to have peace. This nation has no uh, um, has so much to offer, and Lord, we pray for our nation to truly be a city on a hill in Jesus' name. That's a U.S. Marine Corps, uh, Joe Ramirez, um, pastor, and uh, also with the American Legion. So I, I, that's kind of, um, I just wanted to go on and do that tomorrow. Like I said, I'm going to be going to uh, Pepperdine University for the um, where they have 2,997 flags of all the people who were killed. The majority of them are the um, American flag, but there's flags from every nation, uh, not every nation, but every nation uh, representative who were killed that day in the World Trade Center. So it, it's a um, tribute and a remembrance to all those who lost their lives and their families who continue to grieve and, and, and um, we'll never forget that uh, day. So as I finish this up, I thank you for watching it. Um, I thank you for taking the time to remember and remember all those who, um, who, who were there that day and all those who continue to service. Last night I was on an event uh, uh, with uh, some service members from the American Legion honoring 9-11 and also honoring our, our um, law enforcement and first responders um, and got a chance to meet some amazing human beings who are living lives of service and they, they take risks for others. And if the message of anything of 9-11, of I know for me, I when I went back to New York that December 2001, 
one of the if there was a positive in the middle of that horror and that um, times, it was how New Yorkers were treating each other with love, compassion, and kindness in a way that isn't normal in a big urban city, especially a city like New York, where I grew up and is my home. And it, for me, it was special because when it happened, I took it personal because I took it as an, first as an attack on New York, because I was a New Yorker, and then secondly, as an attack on America. And so it was like, it, I felt uh, New York was attacked, America was attacked, and that's part of why I transformed and went on to what I call to be a born-again American. So thank you, everybody. Um, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Remember, life is short. Life is precious. Um, love love your, your family. Love your friends. Uh, be there for everybody and, and be willing to be of service. God bless everybody. And um, I'll see you in a week on my Live Courageously 2 podcast coming up next Sunday. Have a great day. God bless everybody. Bye.